We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Light Ears. Sam Svandiari here. I have a special guest across from me. Some may say the most requested guest in Light Years history. The uh, the original point guard of the show. The man who stopped Andy, Lou, and myself from uh, getting in trouble. Well, no, that's not true. No one could do that. But yeah, yeah. Super, super I, producer I, I, Ben I mean, Cruz. What's up, my man? <laughs> Not much, dude. I made suggestions. Uh, sometimes, you know, kind of like Jordan Poole, they went in one ear and out the other, and you just kind of shrug your shoulders and you keep it moving. You know what I mean? In, in this, have me in, on, man. In this analogy, does that make me and Andy, uh, you know, Steph and Clay, uh, where we just want to cook? And you're, well, actually, I guess in your analogy, you'd be Andre Godal, where you're like, you don't need to shoot it every time. Let's 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 have yeah, a yeah, picture yeah. here. Exactly. Sticking in the podcast room, Andre Godal. I'll take that. <laughs> Andre, by the way, I don't know if we're going to ever see Andre play again. Um, unsure, given the hand injury, the timeline, and well, quite frankly, this team doesn't really look like it's going to make it to the finals, which seems like when he's going to be right. back. So um, it's weird, man. Andre is one of my uh, – he is forever warrior, just an, an all-time favorite player, right? So it's kind of weird. Isn't that the most relatable thing as as we get older, though? Just he broke his hand or his wrist, basically, by uh, on a 180 dunk. Like, something we all dream about doing. Old man injury? Just, yeah. yeah. That's the way to go out, though. If, he, if this is the way he goes out, that's a hell of a way to go out. He saw, you know, it was the day that we found out that uh, SVB was, you know, getting it back by the government. He's like, yes, all my yeah. startups <laughs> will be fine. He got a little extra pep in his step, and then old manness took over. So, right. You know, you and I can relate with our billions and ventures. Anyway, um, <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, the Warriors lose tonight, 119-133. This is a double pod. We didn't record after the Hawks game um, with the idea that we would do a back-to-back recap. And, you know, because they're consistent, they lost both road games. And right. they're the most Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde team I've ever known. I, I mean, I guess we could start there. Have you ever seen anything like this? Like I they literally are the 96 Bulls at home and like the Washington Generals on the road. Like I can't think of a team 
with this level of variance between both sides. Like, I can think of teams who are better at home than on the road, but like the variance, can't think of a team like that. It's it's really shocking the system. I mean, you, I've been watching basketball my my entire life basically, mm-hmm. and this is the first year where you've really seen something like this. And I mean, I've 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 tried to look at every game, every road game and try to come up with an explanation, right? Where you're like, oh, there, you know, in the beginning of the season, you, 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 you know, you, you chalk it up to, oh, it's early. They're still figuring things out, you know, roster turnover, you know, the, the championship hangover. And this is where I've landed, Sam. This is now where I am, where the championship hangover thing is real, right? And that's fine. But, 12, you know, 12 month, well, actually, yeah. sorry, 10 month, maybe nine. Yeah. I'm not, it's really long. I'm having calendar really issues. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you remember what it's like when you're hungover and you're not at your home. You're just discombobulated. You're frazzled. You're trying to get home because you know that once being at home centers you, right? Yes. So that, th- th- this is just where I am now. I'm making irrational <laughs> comparisons because it, it, it is a Jekyll well, there, and Hyde There, are no, there no are no rational points to be made. So you might as well go with the irrational, right? Right, no, and I had to come up with something new because I mean, there's just there's they're awful. They are awful on the road, and it's it stems far beyond, you know, the early season struggles or or whatever you want to call it, or you know, guys in and out of the lineup. It's, I mean, you saw that when they asked Steph about it, kind of um, when they were about to go on this road trip, and he cut off whoever was asking him the question, and said, "I don't know." And he, he, you can tell that even in that tone, he hasn't seen anything like this in his entire career. Yes, he's not, he's not a happy camper. That's for at, sure. At all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and I feel like that's where we should start. Like, the road woes are a thing. I thought there were positive signs at various points tonight. And, like, just like, you know, every other irrational human being, I thought they were turning the corner every time I saw a positive sign. I thought that was yeah. it. That was the moment that positivity was going to happen. And what happens next? Dylan Brooks is through threes, you know, or like, you know, uh, Jared Jackson hits a bunch and, and you get where I'm going with this, where it's just like, it, you can get fooled into it, but they come back to it. And we all read the article on your site, the ringer kind of trying to break down. And um, Zach did a very good job. I just keep going back to, I don't think it's anything schematic. I don't think it's like Steve Kerr is just like, he comes up with better game plans when he sleeps his own bed. He's like, that's the one, you know? I think they're a young, undermanned team. Um, and they are young, which is weird to say because the core is not young, but like everyone yeah. outside the core is young. Um, and then a couple bad things happen on the road and then things snowball. And, uh, and I really think it's that simple. They haven't been able to get out of it. Like you would think your veterans would pull you out of it, but they haven't actually had their veteran team together at all points. We all know Andrew Wiggins is out right now, but before he was out, Steph Curry was out before Steph Curry was out. um, Wiggins and Steph were out prior. And it's been something the whole season where they haven't had their consistent core the whole way through. Um, and maybe they should have a deeper roster and we can argue about that. And, you know, I, I really don't want to, but like the, the <laughs> point is, it's just kind of been, if it's not one thing, it's not another. And that's where we are right now. Right. Could it be just as simple? And I think I, I might've mentioned this last time I was on with Andy was 
the vibes around the team are just they're not great just obviously from the beginning of the season till yeah. now and obviously when you're at home you know you'll you'll play better the role players will play better everyone kind of levels up at home right just that that bonus i mean vibes is where when you're on the road that can help you that camaraderie that team yeah. chemistry because and, and know, on the flip side the vibes vibes are pretty nice at chase there's there's yeah. like you, you you see it they hit a couple shots the crowd gets into it you know all the all the startup bros are super hyped <laughs> and yeah. uh you know you know andy Lou's taking off his his patagonia putting thrown over his head you know yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're getting into it so so to your point to the vibes yeah and i mean just you know you hear about these nba guys when they're on the road and you know th- that's when they say they really they bond and they get together I, you i mean you know I'm sure at some point we'll we'll get the 30 for 30 or you know the last dance of, of this Warriors <laughs> team and we'll find out like they didn't go to dinner one time together on the road or, or some like weird story like that that that'll kind of explain these road the roads punch even more. Ruined the season, right? And <laughs> maybe that was bringing back GP too. Maybe he was like that connective glue. That's he what he was supposed to be, but now he's not even playing. So it's I'm gonna be interested to see when all that eventually comes out. But I mean, again, all rational explanation is gone. Is, is it just vibes? Like, is it, is it just vibes? And it, it might just be that. I don't know. I mean, at this point, watching them, it does feel like it's a vibes issue. It's, it doesn't like, okay, actually, I take that back. It feels like a two pronged issue. One, they genuinely feel undermanned. Um, they're yep. not a deep team yep. and they're not really equipped to not play without Andrew Wiggins. Um, just like they're not equipped to play without Steph Curry. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and we can go through it. Like they, they, they made a lot of gambles on young players, which didn't work out. You know, like they thought Wiseman would be better than he was. He's traded mid season. Um, they thought Moses Moody would be kind of a big time wing contributor that hasn't happened and on down the line. And, you know, we can, we can debate if that's smart or whatever, but like the point is it hasn't worked out. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the roster construction is a whole other thing, right? When you right. just, when just when, and obviously Wiggins not being there has forced basically has had this domino effect that's forced everyone to kind of play out of position and, almost like the hierarchy, right? Because he's, you know, he's, he's, he's high up there in terms of, you know, when, when the Warriors struggle offensively and they go through these, these dry spurts, like Wiggs was another option that they would go to, to kind of get a bucket. Cause he could. And now if, you know, Steph and clay, if they shoot like they did tonight, I mean, again, what was the combined, you know, 11 for 32, uh, it, you know, yeah. it, they're cooked. Not good. Um, yeah. Not good. And, and, and even if it's not on the offensive side, like we, we know Wiggins is their best perimeter defender. Yeah. Um, and he's not there right now. And honestly, when you look at the roster, uh, they don't have as many defenders as they had last year. Like I know they reacquired GP two, but he's not healthy. So yeah. um, maybe when he comes back and Wiggins come back, we can say they have as many defenders as they had last year, uh, but they don't. So a lot of it is just, I would say from the outside looking in, it's the most frustrating thing on earth when you don't have an easy out other than players aren't in lineup, right? Like when player, when, when it's players aren't in lineup, you just have to be like, it is what it is. You know, when it's a situation where 
a certain player is just underperforming, it's easier to talk about and it's easier to explain. Like, we got to get rid of that guy. That will save everything, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that's, I feel like that's kind of the situation where it's just frustrating. Like, I keep coming back to that word. That's kind of where I'm at. Oh, I mean, a thousand percent. And it's, it's even more frustrating, I think, because, you know, you talked about the glimmers of hope earlier. Uh, specifically right. in this game, but that's just been the season, right? Those these mm-hmm. two five game win streaks they've had this year, you know, you feel, the most you feel recent, like the, turning. Yeah, the most recent one, the national narrative was, oh, are the Warriors a sleeping giant? You're right? Are, are they coming? Because everyone was just waiting for it, and all of a sudden now back to 500, you know, on the precipice of potentially missing the playoffs entirely. It's it's just wild what this team <laughs> this team is, and it's 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 the most interesting i think of of the last 10 years but it's also by far the most frustrating to watch you know if, if you're hoping that they succeed if you're hoping they don't succeed it's probably entertaining as all hell right so um all, all rough all, all the way around this week's light years podcast brought to you by sword vitality listen up dub nation especially all our guys out there we have a special offer on the newest addition to your daily self-care routine. Do you shower, brush your teeth, and I know you manscape to keep the ladies in your life happy. Listen, no shame. Self-care is cool and manly, and that's why you need to add Sword Vitality Excalibur to your daily routine. Sword Vitality Excalibur can encourage optimal sexual health by increasing blood flow to help you thrive when it matters. Trust me, you might think your girl's happy, but what if she could be happier? This 30-day regimen designed to benefit your reproductive function can help maintain a healthy libido and stamina. Now, who doesn't want to last longer? You'll be proud of this product. It looks good on your shelf. It sure as hell feels good, and it shows your partner you care. Add Sword Vitality to your pregame, and you'll always be ready for game time. Visit SwordVitality.com now. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS at checkout for a nice discount. That's swordvitality.com. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS. And that discount won't be the only nice thing that you'll be getting. With that said, like, Steph and Clay were not particularly good tonight. Uh, the players who were interesting tonight were the players that maybe in the beginning of the season we thought would contribute more than they have to date. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying right. to be anything. Jonathan Kuminga and... Jordan Poole, the two leading scorers for the Warriors tonight. Um, Jordan Poole specifically got to the line a ton, nine free throw attempts. Especially that third. Total, yeah. 21 total points. Yeah, no, I mean, he kind of dragged the Warriors back into the game when it felt like, uh, you know, it was going to be like, you know, oh, it's going to be like that again. They got, you know, they're gonna yeah. get blown out. And, and, you know, sadly it happened the following quarter. But anyway, um, yeah. you know, like that sort of thing. And then Kuminga, um, 24 points. Eight for 16 from the field, eight rebounds. Uh, and at various times in the game, it felt like he physically asserted himself to be kind of uh, the best player on the team at times. And it's, I don't want to, I don't want to go for like, uh, you know, silver lining stuff, but like it is kind of uh, positive in some ways to see that. I don't know. What, what do you think? Or let, let's start with, with Kuminga. Like, what, what have you been, where have you been with him on this season? I mean, before he got, well, generally net positive, I think is where I've landed now because, I mean, he has become an integral piece of their rotation, right? And you see, you see why, you know, defensively, mm-hmm. 
he could be, you know, even when Wiggs and and GP are back, could he be the best defender? It's possible. He's not yet, but there are nights where he, I think he could just, you know, because of his athleticism and, and you know, his ability to get after it that way. But, I mean, offensively too, he just, he's the only guy really who kind of puts pressure on the rim, <laughs> like in that way that you want him to, or that the team, no one else in the team really does, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously tonight hit, hit a couple of threes and kind of kept them in the game. But, I mean, as a whole, you see how he could, or on, on the season as a whole, I should say, you kind of see where he he could be a difference maker, right? And, and kind of, if if Iguodala uh, could shoot a little bit better, right? Like that's he's he's starting to fill that role on where Andre was yeah. kind of at Andre's peak. So it's it's encouraging, and you know you just kind of want to see that on a more consistent basis. Obviously, he's had a couple injuries that have. Uh, started with you know those start and stops have been a little frustrating, but you know health is you know that kind of comes and goes in an 82 game season. So generally feeling good uh, about where he's at. I, you know, obviously they decided he was good enough to keep um, kind of around the trade deadline, or that he's going to be an integral p- part of this team moving forward with that. Uh, you know, so that they didn't, didn't move forward with that trade for mm-hmm. Ananobi. Um, but I mean. Net positive, I guess is my that's my long winded way of <laughs> kind of getting there. Yeah, I mean he's it's don't you always feel when you watch Kamenga you're like, I want more. I want like Steve, play him more. Yeah. Uh, they're clearly not in first place contending for a ring. So please play him more because like he's the most exciting young player they have on the roster. Um and I understand it. Like it, it's not like he's not making mistakes. It's not like they're not coaching him. It's not like he's got going through a standard development cycle, but like he is kind of look, if this season's going to be a wash where they don't go deep, like you hope he turns out to be the player who benefited from it. Development. Right. Right. No, a thousand percent. I mean, and (laughs) it's, it's one of those things, right. Where, you know, you, you sometimes, I guess within, within this team, you forget how young he is. Right. And yeah, I mean, again, it was awesome tonight. It was one of the reasons they were even in the game. And then, you know, he has that uh, that that breakaway where you're just like, oh, you know, he's going to keep him in the game even more. He's going to have to set a career high, and he, he just loses the ball out of bounds, right, with no one really around him, and you're just you get frustrated. But it's it's also kind of part of you know mm-hmm. the development and part. Like, again, he played 30 minutes tonight, which is encouraging. Um, he's not going to get that every night, unfortunately, right, because of kind of yeah. this yo-yo thing that Kerr does with him um but it's he I mean again one of the like he played 30 minutes Kerr Curry did uh Steph did Draymond and and Poole so it's he's he's clearly you know in the mix there which is nice to see um you just kind of want to see it even more as we kind of go down the stretch here yeah for sure and then and then Jordan let's be real like he's (laughs) been kind of um he's had a rough year uh, oh yeah. He he had phenomenal year last year. We all were super excited and thought he'd build upon it. And it's just, I wouldn't say he's progressed. It feels like he's taken a step back, even though he's had some games where he's clearly shown progression. But it's it's not been the same thing. Um, tonight he did he did do some exciting stuff in terms of kind of pulling them into the game in the third quarter and being that team. But I mean, where are you with him? Because I feel like I can't open my timeline without just Jordan, you know, it's like, it's all, he is 
the player that uh, that draws the ire of fans. I mean, I, and that obviously comes down to you know the the extension that he got um, over over the summer, right? He the, he just looked at it in a different lens, which is totally mm-hmm. fair, right? Once you get mm-hmm. that bag, that just comes with the territory. Mm. Where I'm at, I don't know if I've settled on where I am with JP. Like, is it a situation where you know this summer, am I in we the Warriors need to trade him mode? I don't mm. know if I'm there yet. Uh, Again, you you kind of obviously when he was about to get this extension, you you were I think everyone was hopeful that he would get it and that he would stick around because of what he showed last year. the The shocking thing is him just shooting the same three point percentage as Draymond, right? Thirty three percent. Yeah, and that's that's I mean, again, if he's at thirty five ish, thirty six, I don't know if that obviously means you know he's scoring a little bit more each game. And maybe mm-hmm. that's swinging the momentum in certain games, and maybe, you know, that's swinging their record <laughs> a couple of games, you know, the other way. So, you know, it it is on the margins there, but I still say he's he he's one of the only guys who can, who can create <laughs> in in the same light as Steph, uh, especially you know when you don't have kind of uh, you know Wiggins and uh, in, in the mix there. So, I th- I'm. If you ha- if there was like a if there was a, a pie chart of you know, do you, should we should the Warriors trade Jordan Poole? I'm at like fifty five percent no. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, that's what. But I could be swayed. You know what I mean? Like it, depending on how the season goes, and if he, you know, the, his his teammates' reactions whenever he um, messes up a defensive assignment some, or just some, does something some, wild is so. Funny. <laughs> some of those are no comment. That's, that's where I'm at with them. Uh, um, my perspective on that is I need to know what in return because I still think he's a very good player. And I think at this point, there's a little underrating how good he is. You know, like um, I am very open to the idea that you will never get full Jordan in the context of Stephen Clay because they're yeah. always going to be the first choice players. Yeah. Um and if that's the way it's going to be, maybe you need to move him and look another direction. Um, like best for all parties type of thing, like get a defensive player, that sort of thing. Oh, God, they could really use a defensive player. But, <laughs> um, but I also want to be conscious of the fact I think he's really talented. And I'm not willing to just trade him for the sake of it. You know, So I feel like I'm balancing those two things. And I think more than anything, Look, man, none of this is going to happen for three months. Like, they can't make this trade until the 4th of July or whatever, you know, like the first week of July. Um, So I just don't want to let it consume me because based on the way this team is going, I'm going to be putting a lot of offseason content together. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Very quick. So why even even bother doing it early, right? Um, I mean, if he played more... If he played more like he did tonight, a little bit more aggressive, trying to get to the line, you know, kind of switching it up because I, you know, the 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 whole conversation around him, you know, even kind of dating back to last year, was like, oh, he's like a diet version of Steph, right? He does all this, you know, all this mm-hmm. kind of he runs the same actions as Steph. They run kind of the same things, and that might have got into his head a little bit, right? <laughs> kind of with all these, you know, these step back threes that he prefers mm-hmm. when in reality, when he's trying to get to the hole, he's pretty dynamic. Right, and he just doesn't do it as much as 
I don't know what he, he did last year where it was like he brought a kind of a different dimension a little bit. Um, and to, you know, tonight was a little bit of a reminder of, Oh, he can still like, if he, he's a really good free throw shooter, obviously. And, and you know, it feels like he didn't, hasn't used that part of his game as much. Um, mm-hmm. And in terms of getting to getting trying to get to the line anyway, kind of, you know, whether that's, I'm not saying he needs to go full James Harden, Houston Rockets with it, but like, I don't know, do something different. Like the step back threes and it, 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 the three isn't falling from this year as, as at the rate that it was, you know, last year, you know, and I don't know if he's in the mindset of, you know, mixing it up, but I don't know, maybe he I shouldn't. will say statistically it's if, if you go deep in the data, his percentages are more tied to his feet being set um, than anything. And sure. look, we all watch Jordan Poole. There's a lot of kick out wild shots that go up over uh, over the time. And like when he is locked in, he does less of that. And when he does less of that, they go in. And, you know, uh, I sometimes I feel like he's. um, I don't want to say criticized, but like, dude, he plays with the two best shooters of all time. So there's a lot of like, what is that shot? You can't make it with two dudes draped all over you like that sort of thing where it's just like. Uh, it's, I guess it's, you know, it's, it's the same concept as like following up Steve Young and Joe Montana, um, with sure. you're the 49ers quarterback where it's like it, it, your Cardinal sin is following up to the best of all time. I, I will say too, you know, with, with, with pool for the, for like, I feel like the first, was it the first half or the first fourth of the season? It felt like he was just doing a lot of side to side dribbling, right? Like he was very mm-hmm. just indecisive mm-hmm. and you know, that would lead to a lot of, you know, passing up shots that he should be taking. So as frustrating as it is to watch him struggle from three like this or just get his, I was, he's, he's the, one of the players in the entire NBA where he is not scared to get rejected at the rim. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no. when he, when and, he gets rejected, team- it's aggressive, right? Like they're, they're the centers or the, you know, the backline defender is swatting the shit out of that thing. And and, and this he, team he needs and this team needs that yeah. a little bit, right? Like yeah, cuz it's absolutely. sometimes you feel like it's it's just three-pointer, three-pointer. Like so, someone, right. like even if it's not going to work, go to the rim. Go to the rim yeah. just once, you know? Uh and and honestly, it's him and Kuminga who are the only guys who kind of <laughs> have that in their um arsenal and like it, it's hit or miss, you know. So and at the rate that this team turns the ball over, you'd rather see a missed shot. Right. I mean, I, I know mm-hmm. it's like that it simplifies it a little too much, but yeah. you know, there's at least a chance of it going in versus you know, you know, a turnover that that just kind of negates the entire possession. Let's uh, let's talk standings real quick before we get to uh, the voicemails. We got a handful. Um, the Warriors are seventh, thirty six and thirty six, because uh, <laughs> as we know, they win every home game and they lose every road game, so they should be five hundred. Yeah. Um, a half game behind Dallas, who they play on Wednesday. Um, they play Houston before that. And when they play Dallas, I feel like that game is going to determine, honestly, who will get the six. It'll determine the tiebreaker, but I feel like given how close they are, neither team's going to get enough separation that the tiebreaker doesn't matter. So yeah. I think that matters. Um, Minnesota losing Ant Edwards right behind them. Kind of a break for the Warriors. And then OKC and the Lakers right behind them. Am I just despondent and thinking like I, I don't really see them moving forward, and I don't really see them falling far behind? They're going to be in the seven eight game no matter what. Like, um, yeah, they they got ten games left. In theory, they could easily get to the five seed. 
I mean, they're not that far behind. But based on everything I've seen, based off the fact that we have no idea if Wiggins is coming back, GP2 at best is back in four games maybe. Um, Yeah. And like, you know, it's it's just – it just feels like they're on this 500 trajectory and that 500 trajectory feels like it's going to put them in the seven, eight game. Doesn't it, you know, as you were talking that out and as down as we are, I think in general about this team, Mm -hmm. don't you feel like it's kind of setting up because of just how the West has been in general, right? It it feels like it's setting up to be, yes, they will be in the playing game. They'll play at seven, eight, They'll, I, they'll probably win if it's uh, you know who if it's Minnesota you know they'll they'll definitely they should you feel win. you feel good about that matchup yeah. yeah and then if they end up taking on which right now would be the Kings Kings Warriors in the two seven like on paper the Kings should be should be favored but that that smells very much upset <laughs> like an upset waiting to happen and if then were, all of a sudden the narrative just kind of shifts again you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and it, it's just funny how that's, I mean, it, it might be the Grizzlies too, obviously, you know, the, the Kings and Grizzlies still have a long way to go here and then they have the same record, but it's just funny as you were talking that out, you just start, you know, start fancy. That's, booking. That, <laughs> that's isn't, that, isn't, isn't that what's most frustrating? Like it's not an irrational, the scenario you painted out is not like, um, you know, a Spurs fan, like creating fan fiction in last place. Like it's right, a right. very <laughs> realistic scenario where like, okay, they're in the seven, eight, they beat a team they're slightly better than, and then they play a Sacramento team who's good. But if the Warriors are closer to whole, you like their chances in the playoffs against a team who hasn't been there. Um, right. Also ter- completely- Kings terrible defensively. <laughs> so the, I mean, know, given, them apart. given the way both teams are going, no game in Sacramento would be under 300 total points. Like no, you know, <laughs> right. one fifty five, one fifty four, and then it's just a question yeah. of if Steph or Fox has the ball last, right? Exactly. Uh, uh, I mean, that's in some ways that drives my frustration because I want to be uninvested. I want to move on to the off season. Just be like, not their year. Let's get into that draft content. Let's pull up your guy KOC and let's look at that draft board. <laughs> and like, you know, is Anthony Black our guy? Is that the one? You know, like that sort of thing. But the scenario you painted is not only very close to realistic, it's like very believable. So I can't give up on the season. So I have to invest in every game. So I have to watch them in Memphis and be like, they're about to come back and then watch Jaron Jackson hit a bunch of threes and get mad. Right. Um, yeah. None of this is a personality flaw on my part, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never. It never is, Sam. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, look, we're going to find out either they were long conning us all year or, or they are who they are. You know, like we're, we're 72 games into it. Right. (laughs) Either way, (laughs) it's going to be very frustrating uh, at the end of this because, you know, either way, like, you know, they get, they're either going to get bounced early uh, in Mm -hmm. the playoffs and you, you know, you just have to kind of think of, of, you know, they didn't trick off so many of these, these games you know they would have been a higher seed maybe home court this that and the third but then on the flip side if they do end up winning a first round series and kind of finding their legs you're asking yourself the question where was this all year and you know can i get back all that anxiety and stress that was caused watching this team 
you know, struggle against all these teams who were just not as good as they were. So it's, uh, it's, it's a double-edged sword, I suppose. Light Years podcast kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoors adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection, insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. If you don't love them, you can also exchange for a new pair, return them, or you can return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Light Years Podcast always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving our best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code LightYears for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right, let's get some calls. We got some good let's ones. Do it. Appreciate do you. How you doing, boys? It's Nadine from Scotland. Hope you are both. Hey. Well. Oh. Driving home to watch last night's game. Twenty-four hours behind everybody as usual. Couple of things. Um, where do you guys think Tyrese Halliburton would be in terms of development of the Warriors had drafted him, and also? Do you think the Warriors would be in a much better position and kind of shape if they did choose Halliburton? And the second thing is, I'm a bit, I think it's such a strange season this season. Like one minute, I think the Warriors, especially when they play at home, um, I think once we get to the playoffs, I think we can flick that switch um, and the team will really kind of turn up. And I don't see anybody beating the Warriors four times um, over seven games. So I'm, I'm confident whenever we play at home, whenever we play after a home game. But then as soon as we play in a, in a road game, I'm thinking, nah, this, this team just doesn't have enough to to get it over the line. Um, so can I really just wondering your thoughts in terms of if you think when the Warriors get to the playoffs, if that we can flick that switch and will they show up and will they, will they win that title? Cheers, boys. You guys have fans in Scotland. Shout out, <laughs> shout out, shout out, shout out, Let Years International. Like that. I like International. Shout That's great accent, by the way. I love the Scottish accent. Nadim, my guy, I appreciate the call. Um, so the first part of the question was how would Tyrese Halliburton be if he was on the Warriors? I, I do think that's a fair question because, um, you know, we do this with every draft. Oh, look at him cooking. Imagine if the Warriors right. took him. Well, you know, he doesn't get to dribble around with the ball in his hands for 40 minutes a game next to Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green in the Warriors. So we don't know. We don't know. You know, I do think part of it is just kind of like you see the finished product and you 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 kind of wish you had that on the team and that sort of thing. So I, I don't know. Who do, do you do that with? I mean, so for a while, people were doing that with LaMelo, right? I think that was the guy because naturally mm-hmm. he was drafted right after Wiseman. Yeah, I mean, recently, and to your point, like you, you know, you only see the finished product. I had been doing that with Halliburton a lot. I think over the past mm-hmm. year or so, just because of 
he's just such a smart player, right? And it's that's the kind of guy that the Warriors just need. And look, this also comes after, you know, what was it, three seasons with Wiseman where he just couldn't get on the floor and you're like, yeah. If there was there's just another usable player here, <laughs> it's like Tyrese Halliburton. Look, you know, obviously there's some domino effects there of what that means for Jordan Poole and does he become this player that he has become now? Probably not, but I mean, it's hard not to see it and think what could be. And I, I think that's like that, that's just the beauty of of sports and and all this draft stuff in general. I, he he's the player that's I've done that the most with the Warriors in in recent memory, though. Who's is Tyrese Halliburton? It's funny that he brings him up because I've I've had that conversation a lot actually in the well, last couple of months. It's, He's just so clearly a Steve Kerr player. He's so clearly like yeah, exactly. Like Lamelo, the talent is undeniable. But are but are the f- Warrior core guys cool with him just deciding to like pull from twenty eight while they stand? Yeah, I guess they're cool. I guess they're cool with Jordan Poole doing it. So, <laughs> but like <laughs> you know, part, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because like Lamelo defends and like it's or sorry, um, Tyrese Halliburton defends and it, yeah, it's. You know, that draft was also weird, though. I remember some people yeah. had how some people were mocking Halliburton to the Warriors at two. Some people, you know, he, he, there's a reason he was drafted to like what was he eleventh, twelfth? I've so, I've let it go as a as a Warrior guy. Like I understand the concept that uh, you know, um, they didn't get workouts. There's the whole COVID protocol thing. Like there's sure. a, there's yeah. more variables there like you, you'd like your team to do better in those circumstances and like certain teams did do better but like i kind of i've let it go you know so that's a healthy thing that's, a, that's probably the most healthy response yeah. to just kind of see what could have been uh you know with this wiseman stuff yeah right, let's get to the next one hey yo guys i got a question for you this is fresh donuts just one question how long oh fresh donuts my guy kuminga is better than pool all right Hope to hear the answer. Whew. That is the wow. that is the that is the hot question we've wanted to dance around all show. I will say this: I think Kuminga has higher upside than Pool. Like I think in three years, maybe five years, Kuminga has a chance to be a top ten player in the NBA. He has a chance to be like a Jimmy Butler, a Pascal Siakam, a uh, like. I don't know why I went to those two players because um, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to get cocky and go like Kawhi. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, but like he has a chance to be like a real effective two-way player who matters. Um, and I think Jordan Poole's probably a little worse than that long-term. Um, but given how good Kuming is playing, like let, let me ask you, do, who do you think will be the better player in three years? I mean, I still have Poole, but not by much. <laughs> kind of given like how this year has gone, uh, I, 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 well, I, I will so, uh, offensively. So, oh, okay, wait, no, I'm, I'm walking. You're, waff- like, you're guess, waffling. You're waffling. Because if we're like, I guess if you're looking at the whole package, and you, now you have Siakam and Jimmy Butler in my head, so <laughs> I'm trying to think of like the two way capabilities of what Kaminga could be. Yeah, I mean, the, the ceiling is definitely higher for what Kaminga could be, and especially on both ends of the floor. So yeah, I mean. I'll not flip that. I'll go Kuminga, but not by much. And then again, that could be a, a different answer, I think, you know, by the end of this year or, you know, a year from now. But that's a great, that's a great question and very timely given kind of the topics we were talking about let, earlier. Let me ask you this. What do you want to see from Kuminga 
And what would what do you want to see from Jordan Poole to for that next step? Ooh, I mean, Kaminga, I think I'd like to see a little bit. I mean, his jumper's gotten a lot a lot more smooth, and it's it's better. It's more reliable now. Like whenever he shoots a three, it's it's less of that oh shit type of reaction. Like you're like okay, mm-hmm. like, and people their teams are still leaving him open. Um, you know, sagging off of him pretty significantly, but he's now in that range where he's making him pay. Um, would like because basically right now they're either taking away his drive or you know they're you know since they're taking away his drive, maybe a little bit of midi. I don't know. I, I think that that's just another dimension that the Warriors just don't have of uh, a lot of, I should say. So that'd be that'd be interesting. And then in terms of pool, I mean, if he could just remove the step back three from his game. Uh, (laughs) I think just, it just, you got to go with the extremes with this guy, right? Because, you know, he's a much better shooter than what he has displayed this year. But again, I would just love to see the numbers on what he's shooting on a step back three versus your point from earlier on his, you know, when his feet are set, you know, it's, it must be shocking and it must be staggering. Uh, (laughs) So it's, that's where I'd like to see, him make some changes and you know he probably won't because you know he's he's out there trying to impress the ladies and that's fine he's a very um aesthetically pleasing game i mean look when he goes to the in and out dribble i'm there and then he puts it up and it goes off the rim and i'm like i'm I'm a little less there um but i i think for me yeah kuminga it's a little more straightforward i just want to see the shot get it seemed like in the third quarter tonight, he shot it with confidence. I just want to see him shoot it the way Andrew Wiggins shoots it, where it's like, I'm open, up, you know? Yeah. Like that sort of thing. Because if he does that, everything else will come around. He's obviously a freak athlete to the rim. He's a freak defender. Right. Um, he can do a bunch of things. It's just about the shot. Uh, anytime you hesitate on the shot, uh, you're bailing the defense out. And, you know, Draymond can get away with hesitating because he does so many other things, even though I'd prefer he didn't. Um, Kuminga, I just want him to get a little more consistent there because that's going to be the thing that defines him being a potential star, which I think he can be. Um, and then on the Jordan Poole side, just like compete harder on defense. <laughs> sure, I can, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can, I actually can live with his offense if he just digs in a little more defensively. I feel like, uh, well, look, no one's happy this year. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, it's, it's five, hey, man. <laughs> Um, calling uh, morning after the Clippers loss. I have not listened to the, the post game pod. Still too just frustrated, but was was having a thought about pool. And forgive me if you cover this ad ad nauseum. But my framework for thinking about this is just like the Warriors don't ask him to do anything he hasn't shown that he's capable of doing for stretches. And so when he doesn't do it, it it feeds the frustration in a way that when Anthony Lamb's not playing well, like, that's fine, right? Like, his capabilities are such that it, it doesn't do any, any good to get frustrated with him. He's a two-way guy. I think Poole and, to some extent, Wiggins are the two members of this team where they will consistently – make choices to basically play not to their capabilities. And I, I hope everything's all right with 
Yeah, I mean, I, look, that's a call from a couple of days ago, but I, I do think it echoes the broader sentiment, which is like with more responsibility comes more expectations and the more expectations right. comes more disappointment. You know, right. um, he, he's kind of drilling at the same thing we've talked about for a while. Um, anyway, uh, let's get to the next one. Hey, boys, here we are again. Another fake comeback. Cut it to two. Nine point game. Holy shit. What are we doing right now? Another Saturday ruined. I was chilling, <laughs> eating some early dinner. Trauma, trauma. Road warriors to road kill. I saw on Twitter. That's crazy. <laughs> Have a great weekend, boys. I think I know that caller. That will. I won't comment. You know, I respect the privacy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh, I um. If this doesn't change, I need them to prioritize defense because I can't go through another season of them looking like the greatest team on earth at home and looking like um, the Warriors team you and I grew up on, on the road. <laughs> and that's, yeah, I mean, this is, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, a lot of, uh, I guess, newer Warrior fans are just, you know, I've, I've had conversations with them just kind of, uh, you know, in my non, <laughs> non Twitter spaces. And, they're they're just they're they're more baffled and they're like who is this team and in the back of my mind I'm always thinking yeah <laughs> we've seen this team before it's it's just weird that they're now they've now transposed themselves uh, from like 20, 2010, 2011 to uh, to twenty twenty three right so it's uh it's it's very very strange it, it, again at some point this will all be explained Sam and it it will be I think it will take a load <laughs> off of everyone's everyone's back. But until that, it's just, it, it's unexplainable. All right, we got one more call and then. Let's do it. Hey, guys, it's Mike Ferguson from Los Angeles. Uh, get Jordan Poole to Orlando Magic where he belongs. That's really it. <laughs> Enough. This is awful. Season's over. First round exit, unless Steph is scoring like 60 a night. Crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, I appreciate you, Mike. I know you listen. Um, <laughs> Oh, I th- we'll talk about pool to Orlando in the off season. <laughs> I, I so um, Steve I Cerruti at the, at the Ringer is a big Magic fan, and him and I have had conversations. I, I remember last year we had a lot of conversations of Jordan Poole would look nice uh, with us over here at the Magic, and you know this is in the middle of. You know they were about to hit. You know, lock in the three sure. seed we're, in the playoffs we're locked, last year. We're also locked into like pool mania out here. Yeah, yeah. You're like, no, no, no. He's, he's the heir apparent. You know what I mean? He's, he's the guy who's uh, <laughs> the Steve Young. timelines. Yeah, we still. This is when the second timeline still existed, <laughs> and you're like, he's leading the timeline. Uh, that conversation's now again. I'm still. I'm still on. I don't think the Warriors should trade Jordan Poole, but if the conversations were to be had, I'd I'd pick up the phone. If the magic were calling, I just I just pick it up. Where, hey, where's say what's up? Where's your guy Steve landing on that one now? Oh, I think he's uh, now that now that they have, they have Paolo uh, and and Fultz is playing a little bit better. He, he's there. in denial. He's in denial. He threw that take out there a year ago. Yeah, like, I'm exposing. Yeah, I, I never it. I never said that. That was chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's it was it was in private, so he can deny it uh, forever. Oh, Ben, I appreciate you. Yeah, you got anything you want to plug before we get out here? Yeah, you know, check out Ringer NBA show, what we're doing over there. Uh, Ringer Wrestling Show. I uh, have, I do a show every Wednesday now uh, over there. Uh, Wednesday Worldwide. 
We're, we got WrestleMania coming up here in, in two weeks. So uh, I'll, I'll be using that to, as, as, as I frantically check how, you know, where the Warriors are in the standings. So check us out over there and everything we've got going on at the Ringer. Appreciate you. Sam, All thank right, you so much, man. Always fun. Let's have a good one, guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.